Hi, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Something Old. Something New. Oh, no. Does he remember? Oh, no. Oh, am I the borrowed? <laughs> Sorry. I guess, I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. It's not really, a, not really the traditional format that we're doing yeah. right now. And uh, something brewed, which today is, is coffee, um, because for us, at least, because it is, it is eight in the morning uh, in, in beautiful Michigan. Um, but uh, what time is it there? Is it 1 um, p.m.? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. About 20 past one in wow. middlingly average-looking Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you recognize that voice, uh, it is because joining us again uh, from uh, you know, across the Atlantic Ocean is uh, Reader. Reader, how are you? How's it going? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Yeah. It's quite a nice afternoon. I've had a, you know, relaxing morning where I got up late and I stretched a bit and I didn't have to go anywhere. It's been quite nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Gotta love those. Awesome. Um, and the reason that we are having a very special episode today is we're uh, focusing entirely on your newest release. Yes. So you just dropped an album, I want to say, what was it, October 5th? October 1st. First, first. all right. First. It is... Uh... Get it together, Nick. <laughs> if that's the only mistake I make right. this morning, that would be <laughs> incredible. Fifth and yeah. first sound very similar. Yeah, sure. Mm. Let's go with that. <laughs> so this album uh, you released it is called In Defense of the Archivist. Um it's mostly, I guess, it, it's mostly, it is instrumental. Um, but yeah, I guess, do you want to kind of give a brief synopsis of it? Yeah, um, it's about, I think it's about 36 minutes long. Last time I checked, I think mm -hmm. 36 to 40 minutes long. And it is just instrumental music um, that I've written, largely piano-based with a lot of strings, uh, a little bit of woodwind, a little bit of me in the background occasionally going, ooh, um, <laughs> with a lot of reverb to disguise the fact that it's me going, ooh. Right, right. <laughs> and nice. um, it's, it is another one of, uh, I, I say another one, it's my second album where it's sort of a cryptic puzzle um, about what on earth the album is even about, what sort of story mm -hmm. it's trying to tell. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the album art, and uh, there's a... Looks like a, a, is that a, a, a lute, maybe? There's like a violin, it looks like a hat, a metronome. So there's all sorts of... It looks like someone's shelf with a bunch of different trinkets mm -hmm. and objects. and I don't know, I was listening to it, and it really, really, really made me want to play D&D. So congratulations on that, if that's <laughs> part of it. But it's like, yeah, you know, these, these sort of soundscapes to, what was it, stories that haven't been written yet, I think was uh, the tagline for uh, the previous album. That's that's pretty much true, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, you say it makes you want to play D&D. &D. So me and my friends who do play Dungeons & Dragons together, um, I'm usually the DM, and I have a few characters who've shown up a few times across a couple of campaigns to give a sort of continuity to the things that we're doing, or I can only do, like, four voices, so I use <laughs> the same characters over and over again. Um, right. But there's, there's a character who's shown up a few times, and when I've been discussing this album with people who I play D&D &D with, I've been calling it for months before I came up with the title. It was always the Hedwig album. 
Uh, it's always been an hmm. album about a character that I came up with for a D&D campaign. <laughs> um, and the choices she makes and why I guess I think she was right to do that thing. <laughs> Hence the title in defense of the al uh, al alchemist archivist. See, this is first, fifth, alchemist, archivist. They're all the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> just got just to gotta make sure that you trademark that one, too. <laughs> and then you'll be good. I've got in defense of the archivist and in defense of the alchemist.com, both yeah. of them. Uh, uh, yeah, I think before we, we get much further in, um, we should probably uh, play a little bit of the album to, to sort of set the stage for what we're working with here. Um, normally... When I ask people where's a where's a good place to start listening, they they say the beginning. Um, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to decide that yourself. Uh, what what should we listen to first? Well, I feel like you're leading me down a particular path here. What am I doing? What <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're you're trying to be you're trying to get me to say something other than the opening track. No, I just want you to say it with conviction if you're going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Finding Being Found, track three, please. Ooh. Yes. All right. Let's dive in. So here's a little bit of Finding Being Found from In Defense of the Archivist by Reader. Okay, so this this is largely a piano album, uh, as you said. Um, how are they? Okay, this sort of uh, is it synthesized or is it like you know mic placement? Because I listen to that and like I feel like I hear the piano pads like there's like a, a an earthy texture, like when when mm. the keys are hit, and is that like just a very very smart synthesizer or like did you record a piano not not to like put value like on one over the other because no no absolutely i i wish i could afford a real piano it is where i'm <laughs> at right now um no that is uh for this album i tried to craftily use two or three different piano plugins together at the same time um mm -hmm. to sort of emphasize different aspects of the sound of each one um spitfire audio which is a london-based um sampling factory foundry yeah. i don't know what i don't know <laughs> what the tone really would be um produced a beautiful piano that they called the celeste piano uh because it has a Celeste pedal on the Celeste pedal on is sometimes known as a practice pedal because it puts a big mm. sheet of felt between the hammers of the piano and the strings to dampen oh. the sound. Um, and it produces this really soft, quite close effect. And then, uh, to get that sound of the, um, the, the hammers hitting sort of the pads as I'm playing along. That was from a completely different one. That was the Unicorder Library uh, by Native Instruments, uh, which is a piano I actually recently had the opportunity to play in real life, which was delightful. But yeah, it was, it was I think, quite a deliberate choice. I was thinking back to the last time that I actually recorded a real-life piano, which was years ago now. It was about <laughs> four or five years ago. Um and just the fact that I really, really loved that feeling that you, that I got of like being being inside the instrument, or at least very close to it, right? And being able to hear everything else that was going on inside. Yeah, like the the technology for 
for like different uh, synthesizers has it, it is it is wild how well they're crafted now and how um, I want it, it, to. It's really hard to like not not deceptive, but it's like you know to the untrained ears. Like yeah, that sounds like a real like a real instrument, but it's like it is a real instrument. It is. Nick. It absolutely is. I'm catching you in your falls. No, here. I've had I've had like so many classes, uh, so many classes where like we'll listen to like Hans Zimmer pieces or we'll listen to like different movie scores, and then he'll play that, and then be like, "Were those real instruments or were they synthesized?" And it's like it's gotten to the point where it's like so hard to tell now. Mm-hmm. I I personally um, fall into the it doesn't matter uh, side yeah. of the argument. And I've yeah. I've had this discussion with a lot of different people, um, <laughs> some of whom fall very heavily into the. If it's not a real instrument, what's the point? If mm. you're not sitting down on an actual piano, you know it doesn't it doesn't have the same magic. Well, but that's kind of the virtual reality thing. Is if you can't tell, does it matter? If yeah. you can't tell that it was synthesized, does it matter that it was? Did you feel something? Yeah. Like did that did that that's what matters. Um who who is your favorite classical composer? Debussy. I, I okay. Hands I down. absolutely was getting those vibes from from what we were just listened to. Um his arabesques specifically. Um I was like, okay, I definitely see an influence here. I was really hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> and also, that's not how I pronounce it, and I hope that that you're pronouncing it right. <laughs> you probably are. Uh, yeah, it was it was one of those things where um, this this piece was sort of half improvised. It, I, I did like half an hour, forty minutes of solid takes of just trying to find this because um, mm-hmm. I, I had that melody line. Um, and was just trying to like play play something, see if it's good. If it's not, start again. Play something, see if it's good. If it's not, start again. Eventually, <laughs> if you keep on doing that over and over again, the bits that are good from each different take sort of meld themselves together in your head. So I wish mm-hmm. I could play Finding Being Found. I can't. I don't know how to play it. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, oh, that's fun. It was it was entirely improvised. Um, that's oh, that's so wow. funny. That's wild. But uh, it's it's also one of the two pieces where I threw, and again, this wasn't a deliberate choice because uh, because it was improvised. But I threw back into uh, a piece from the first album. There's there's an Easter egg hidden in this track that is like a riff on a piece from "It Is the Nature of Dreams to End." So if you. If you're feeling it, like hunting that one down, is it the? Oh man, is is it like the little flourish that starts the album? It is, yeah. Okay, I okay, so I, I did pick up on that. I wasn't sure if that was intentional, because mm-hmm. like, yeah, that album starts like very. Yeah, Nick's got a cork board with all the tracks listed out and <laughs> strings going like... between them, <laughs> and he finally really cracked this one. This, this goes all the way to the top. <laughs> let's uh let's let's dive into another uh another serving of your music. Um uh, where should we go from here? Hmm. I'm not sure. Where would where would you like to go? Um I was really digging um See, okay, so yesterday I was like I was giving myself another listen to like refresh myself and uh I was playing a little bit of Minecraft while I was listening to this album, and uh, <laughs> nice. It, We're it, working on the kids' market here. No. <laughs> Trying to get with the. I was it, playing Fortnite. No, that's what I was doing till three was, o'clock in the morning. I was dabbing ah, the, while listening to this album. Yes, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I was flossing really hard oh to this track. God. But it it the 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 ambience and just it, it worked out really really well. But um, the uh, Hall of Celestial Mappings, I think, uh, I really dig that one. So I guess I'll 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 throw our audience into that. So here is the Hall of Celestial Mappings from it is uh, wow. 
It is not the nature of dreams to end. <laughs> it is in defense of the archivist from Reader. We're just gonna cut out the part about T posing. No, okay. <laughs> oh, good. Well, now, well, now we're live, and we have to talk. We have to talk about that. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> bonus content. We'll tell you a story about T posing. Yes. Um. Okay. So with this one, um, and throughout the whole album, I've noticed there, there's uh, a, I think, happy relationship between um these sort of organic piano sounds and also digital artifacts, I guess you could say there's, there's like, I feel like I heard some like stuff in reverse going on. There's like some, uh, and like, I think the first track and then like later on, there's like this sort of staticky distortiony sounding stuff. Um, so I, I really like that happy marriage between, um, the more classical side and digital. And a thing that we've talked about on our show a number of times is in an era where people have access to a million different sounds. Um, we really appreciate a very intentional choice of what to include to not sort of uh, overproduce for no reason. Uh, how do you go about, is it, is it, do you already know when you're sitting down to record a track, what sort of um, you know, non-piano uh, uh, voices you want to be heard? Do you know when you want to include things like that? Or is it something you figure out as you're uh, in the process of recording it and producing it? Yeah, it's a very organic process as as the pieces come together. Usually, uh, the first thing that happens is I'll, I'll put down a piano track um, and then figure out what can go around it, whether that is strings, whether it's electronics stuff, or whether it's taking acoustic sounds and putting it through uh, electronic effects. Um, like the you mentioned hearing sort of backwards sounds in in Hall of Celestial Mappings, uh, a lot of the sort of warbly stuff in the background is actually me playing a clarinet through some different effects. Um, oh, okay. It's it's playing a clarinet through a granular sampler, which sort of takes little, little snippets of it and mucks about mm -hmm. with the envelope of when they sort of come in, how loud they come in. Um, yeah, I... I I'm not a purist in the sense that I'll go, this is a classical album, so I'm going right. to have a string quartet, and I'll just put some light reverb on them. <laughs> make it sound like we're in the Albert Hall and call it a day. Right, right. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, so, putting out your second full-length album... What I'm just figure out exactly how to phrase this. What um, do you feel you learned um, in having? So when you when when you complete something, so so the end of releasing, um, it is the nature of dreams to end, and then it is out and it's done and it's set, and in some instances it's printed on vinyl. And you can't change it anymore. Um, what have you learned since then that you really feel like uh, uh, maybe changed you uh, as an artist going into this album? Or or what sort of lessons have you taken um, between the first album into this new release? I think uh, from a technical standpoint, like, it's, uh, in the, oh, why did I begin both of my albums with an ear sound? Why did I do this? <laughs> um, <laughs> in Defense of the Archivist is... Way building better a produced. 
in my opinion. Um, it's it's certainly better mixed, better mastered. Um, whether whether that is true might be down to other people listening. I'm still completely self-taught in all of these aspects, mm-hmm. but I um I got a little bit more bold with it than I did um, on, on dreams. It's it's a little bit. A little bit more polished, I think, than the first okay. one. Um, nice. I think the thing that really stuck out for me was the track on my first album, which I think resonated the most with people, aside from Julia, was Relic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was, that I think is, if you look at the context of the whole album, it's the one that is the most out there. It's it's a bit of an outlier. That whole Relic Unwear section is really odd in comparison to the rest of the album in terms of how dense the uh, arrangements are. Um, and I wanted to try and echo that a bit more. Because, it, 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 like, Relic distorts a little bit at the end, doesn't it? It kind of, like, builds and compounds and just, like, kind of reaches ahead. Yeah, and I, 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 I thought I would take that denseness and see mm-hmm. if i could apply it on a on a largest time scale it's there are a lot more moments in archivist which are louder that louder's a bad word it's it's got a dynamic range mm. and it's I think dense is the word to go for. There's a lot of string arrangements. There's a lot more sounds going on at any given time. There are about six tracks on Dreams, which are piano solos, maybe with a tiny bit of extra stuff. On Archivist, it's two. There are two tracks that are piano (laughs) solos. Mm -hmm. There are tracks which don't have piano at all. Um just just the one so far i don't want to push the boat too far but there's there's one um nice. yeah i mean even going from like listening on my uh my speakers at home like i've got like decent studio monitors and then putting on like headphones it almost feels not different but like you know i i can pick out different things like oh there's like a little layer of this going on or there's like a little bit of distortion or or like white noisy sounding stuff going on over here like yeah dense is pretty accurate um so yeah that's that's what i wanted to explore was increasing the complexity of the arrangements of these pieces and seeing what i could do in that in that regard uh including like large sounding string sections including use of tremolo and um I bought a clarinet and I put some clarinet in there and I taught myself how to play some simple clarinet parts. <laughs> um, but it was all all in the name of trying to expand the palette that I've got to work with. Mm-hmm. And I think I succeeded at that. I'm quite happy with the result. I'm not sure where I go from here. <laughs> but that's for, uh, that's for us to discuss in like another year or so, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, why don't we why don't we listen to another clip you know, yeah we've got, I think, we've got let's, let's let's really feature this yeah i think we we kind of mentioned it uh earlier at, at the top but i mean we should play hedwig because that's uh you're talking about that as like a, a recurring character in a D campaign and that's i noticed it's like the last song on the album and i don't know if that like was intentional or if like that means something but i uh I don't know. It was it was a random track order. Well, I don't know. Well, that's that's like a thing, you know. The the mm-hmm. I know, like the way that albums are put together, like that's a part of the process. That's like you know, bands will be in the studio and record a bunch of stuff, and then they're like, "How do we put this in order?" So I feel like it's intentional. It's but. it's very much like an epilogue. I feel like the album ends. Uh, the end of the track before the remain and that the remains and then it and then there's this epilogue of yeah Hedwig at the end awesome well yeah let's take uh let's take a quick listen to that and then we will be right back all right here is Hedwig from in defense of the archivist by reader 
Hi, just Nick here. Um, just popping in for a quick second to say that on behalf of Andrew and I, we are very, very thankful that Reader took some time to talk with us uh, about his new album. Um, if you're new to the show, this is kind of a weird place to jump in, but hey, you did it. Congratulations. Uh, you can find us on iTunes at something old, something new, something borrowed, something brewed. We are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter at SOSNSBSB podcast. Facebook is something old, something new, something borrowed, something brewed. I mean, if you like what we're doing, you know, give us a like, give us a follow. If you really feel so inclined, leave us a rating on iTunes. That can only help us. Also, I'd like to mention that reader, you are a sneaky, sneaky man. And uh, I've included a few little bonus things at the end of the episode, stuff that, uh, you threw in uh, while Andrew and I took a little break to go get coffee. Uh, I was editing this. It is 12.24 a.m. as we speak. And uh, I was editing and uh, listening back. And uh, you played a little ditty while we went to get coffee. And I'm incredibly excited that you did that. It, it made me really, really happy. So stick around for the end of the episode. And uh, we will see you soon. Actually, we have a new episode coming up with uh, former guest of the show, Trevor DePew. And uh, we're really looking forward to it. So, thanks. So, uh, two albums in the can, as they say. Uh, what's uh, what's next for you? A rest, a long rest. No, I've I've um, <laughs> like a I've... whole rest. Okay, uh. <laughs> there it is. Or like one of those like little squiggly it's guys. It's got like a, the number forty-eight above it, and you're like, oh, I got some time. <laughs> <laughs> as, a, uh, as a former trombone player in a band, yes, I love those. Were you in a ska band? I. Uh, it was a big brass band. Oh, that's way more respectable than what I said. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Go ahead. What's next? What's next? <laughs> my, uh, speaking of Scar, my first concert was to see the band Madness at Wembley Stadium. That was a thing. Huh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to check um, that out. I've, I've got... I've got one or two little things in the pipeline, but nothing major. Um, mm. There's like... There's a collaboration that I can't talk about much because it's still like way way in the early stages of um getting stuff together but that that will happen at some point um there's you know a couple of people i'm working on a couple of commissions i've got um a place on an upcoming sort of dnd campaign live stream uh, that i've been invited to called the continental cool. divide that'll be fun yeah, I'm playing as a, a pl oh, as a player. I'm playing, or, uh, yeah, uh, not oh, DMing, nice. playing for once, which will be quite uh -huh. quite refreshing. Um, <laughs> Just yeah, don't start don't start producing episodes because then they're going to ask you to score it, and then it's <laughs> all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd love to write a soundtrack for something. I I Ooh. really really would. Um, one of one of the things like. That, that got into my head over the last year or so was the fact that I would I would love to sit down and write a soundtrack for something mm -hmm. to have something deliberate to put music to would be uh, a real a real challenge and also something I think I'd I could bring a lot to the table on so if you're listening and <laughs> uh, you can find find my resume at <laughs> <laughs> yeah would I, you uh 
would you score a video game were the opportunity to arise? Because I, I know that that can be weirder. It's a whole different thing. Is that a thing, a, a thing you would take on? I've applied to one or two over the last year, uh-huh. and I didn't didn't get them, but I have applied. Um, and I do no programming, so that would be, you know, not... Yeah, uh, it, scoring video games is a weird business, especially if you intend to go the full sort of dynamic score route, which a lot of games mm-hmm. do these days. Um, but it would be... We've come a long way from those little bleeps and bloops. Yeah, the classic classic bleep bleep bloop that would tell you that you've, you've won a point. Well, I mean, the did you play Breath of the Wild at all? Yes, I've played <coughs> hours of yeah. Breath of the Wild. Um, <laughs> I I still haven't like technically beaten it because I don't want it to end. And also, there are f- like four more shrines left that I have no earthly idea where they're at, <laughs> and I'm not looking them up. But that the the score for that game. Uh, is so sparse and kind of piano-based and just, like, these little flourishes that, yeah, I don't know, a game like that, I feel like, would, like, serve really well from, like, some of the music that I've heard from your albums. I adore that soundtrack. I know it was quite divisive uh, when the game was released. People were going, where's the where's the bomb- bombastic uh, mm-hmm. elements that we're so used to? from a Zelda soundtrack where's the sort of where's the orchestra um but mm. I think it, it it has that in I think the game is just so large that those yeah. different elements are are spread apart that when they do kick in it mm-hmm. really means something like um, the when you're in like Hyrule Castle like near the end of the game or the beginning of the game because you can go whenever you want really yeah but when, uh, when you choose like to get that, that it it feels important. It feels like this is a place that is 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 a uh, what's the way to put this? It feels like it's a significant location, and also the fact that you go from really sparse piano stuff to this massive arrangement mm-hmm. of the theme, especially if you avoid it. Because you can go there whenever you want, but I think if you avoid it for a bit and then you get there, it really ups the tension. Yeah, it- I was terrified to go there because like, I would just get destroyed by Guardians and like Lynels and everything on the way there. It was like, I'm scared. I don't want to go there yet. But then like when I was finally ready to go, yeah, it, it felt meaningful. Yeah, I, 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 I have an awful lot of respect. For that soundtrack and yeah, uh, it's and and how it rearranges and reinterpreted uh, reinterpreters themes <laughs> from older games in the series while also doing its own thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, an, nice. uh, an early example the the Temple of Time theme being played incredibly slowly and with this sort of jazzy reharmonization going on behind it at the same time. <laughs> it's yeah. really gives a sense that, you know, this is a place that you know. This is a place that you know and that you love that has changed significantly. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew, have you played any Breath of the Wild or are we... I have not played Breath oh, of the no. Wild. Oh, <laughs> no. Um, I have watched uh, last year. One of my roommates played a lot of Breath of the Wild, though, so I did watch and listen to a decent amount of it. So, yeah. I've got at least some experience with with what you're talking about. <laughs> I was just trying to come up with a good pun for when I was going to say, "Well, this has been our Breath of the Wild fan cast." Uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, I was like, <laughs> you, you "Give me going on like video game soundtracks and uh, like, which is good. I could just go on and on and on about it." Yeah. Um, so you got to rest, but you got stuff in the pipeline. Um, other than that, how's life? How are you? How are things been? <laughs> Hold on, something kinda... else, something new, something borrowed, something high ruled. There we go. Um, high yeah. ruled. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, you did it. <laughs> you cracked the code. It's been like five minutes. I, I was trying to. I was focusing on the uh, just Breath of the Wild or Legend of Zelda and trying to shove Pod or Cast in there. And, uh, <laughs> something high ruled. Oh, it wasn't good. coming. 
So I'm professional joke writer now. Yeah. <laughs> Add that to the resume. Comic. Uh, oh, called. don't even get. Oh no, I'm not even going to go into my history as an amateur stand-up comedian. This is not a place oh, to go we, anymore. It's a bad time, was, and I've moved oh, on. Nick was man. an amateur stand-up comedian. Are, are you? Did you I also an do it for a little while comedian. and then decided this isn't fun and stopped doing it? Because that's it, what happened to me. I did it to the point of winning a nationwide competition and then i what? gave up and stopped and said this isn't for me anymore i don't like these people um, <laughs> wow that's amazing man i wait what nation what nation uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just want to you know uh, yeah it was only it was only luxembourg so the competition <laughs> wasn't really very very it's like six big like six people <laughs> yeah it was every stand-up comedian from luxembourg and me i was in uh vietnam a couple of years ago and i met a guy who like had won the, he was the funniest comic in uh hanoi but i think it was an english-speaking uh, comedy competition so he was the funniest english comic in hanoi and he was like yeah there's just not that many people <laughs> just, it's, he was it's, from, it's a very very specific was, accolade yeah, it's, it's yeah yeah it's uh i try to fill my life with very specific accolades is a thing <laughs> i've got i've thrown one dart at one dartboard and it was a bullseye and that was that was that never again <laughs> Yeah, things have things, a win with like a hundred percent record. <laughs> things have been pretty good. It's been a long and strange year, um, but I think hasn't that been true for everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Um, well, we should probably probably send this bonus episode off. Um, thank you, thank you so much for for joining us again. Uh, we love talking to you. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, no. When when you reached out to uh, talk about the album, I was very excited because uh, usually it's like I have to like track down guests for the show and like give them give them the whole spiel. It's like, hey, here's the format of the show. Like, blah 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 blah. Would you want to be on it? But then you were like, hey, I've I, got a new I album. Came knocking like, at the door, like, please. Please. And I was like, yes, please. let please. me talk, please. It's, it's so cold out here. Please give me shelter. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, anytime you have stuff going on, anytime you have, like, an album coming out or, or anything, like, absolutely. No, so, I'll, I'll be in touch, I'm sure. <laughs> so you had mentioned that with, with Hedwig being sort of the epilogue that... Uh, the remains is sort of the natural end of the album, um, so I was thinking that would be a, a good place for us to play this thing out. Does that sound right to you? That sounds sounds pretty good to me. Um, awesome. Just just before we before we wrap things up, I would we mentioned the mm -hmm. album artwork earlier. I would like to give a shout out to Helen Nash who drew that artwork for me. Um, she she put up with a lot of weird ramblings about the background story of this and came up with something that was just spot on and has multiple hidden messages in it um mm -hmm. it was it was just incredible um and also to courtney arcane who played flute for me a couple of times i i feel nice. like i should every time i talk about the album i should be like ah, look at them too they helped mm -hmm. this isn't just <laughs> me um and then I think right around now, Nick's going to cue the music to start, and then we're going to talk over it, and he's going to fade it in, because I'm stylish. challenging him to edit it this way. Oh, um, cool. Live this on the my, show. This is my favorite. Uh, so version. where can people find you? Uh, where can they find your album? What's your internet presence like? You can find me at twitter.com slash reader underscore music. You can find me mm. at soundcloud.com slash Reader. You can find me at iamreader.bandcamp.com. That's where you can buy and download the albums. Do that. Giving me money is good. It helps <laughs> tremendously. Um, if you want to give me money at a slower pace over the course of a long period of time, I'm on Spotify now. Um, uh -huh. Both Dreams and Archivist are up there on Spotify, so do a search for... It is the nature of dreams to end or in defense of the archivist or reader 
there's a couple of readers, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, I'm the sad looking one. There's. <laughs> um, Just go ahead and play his albums while you're sleeping on repeat. Or play so. Minecraft. I don't know, man. That's what <laughs> I did. Play Minecraft. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, yeah. You know who needs our support? Minecraft. Yeah. They really need that shout out. <laughs> uh, awesome. Other well, games I... are available. Other games. <laughs> cool. Um, thank you again for joining us, Reader. Um, and thanks to everyone who is listening. This has been a very special bonus episode of Something Old. Something New. Something Borrowed. And Something Brewed. We'll see you on Side B. You can't hear the audio, but I can. And the music, it, that was very fitting. <laughs> The other day at work, um, uh, a kid did something, did did a did a thing well in the class, and got up and started doing a Fortnite dance. And it took me a moment to realise that it was. You ever see that video of the cyber goths dancing in the street? Yeah, yeah. it was. It yeah, was one of those. Viking. I was like, whoa, okay. They're really oh, digging wow. deep here. Wow. I, I, uh, <laughs> one of our friends sent us, did you send this or did Chelsea send this to us? Um, one of our, we have this, um, weird meme group chat. That's just three of us. Um, oh, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was a post that was like, uh, either high school or middle school dances have changed. I watched like, no, here it is. Yeah. In case you guys want to know what modern high school dances are like, at mine, Despacito came on, and everyone T-posed around this one kid as he Fortnite danced like his life depended on it. And then no. under it, it just says, war has changed. <laughs> I, I, I can confirm to you that, that that's probably true. That's oh, man. Oh, true. Oh, we're growing up in the wrong timeline, Nick. <laughs> we uh, were built for this. I'm going to actually refill. Do you want more coffee? Yeah, I'll take more coffee. All right, I'm we'll, going to go refill our yeah, coffee. We'll both be right back. Yes. Okay. I can take your mug. Mm. It's okay. Right. I got to get up for a second. Yeah. Or I should be like national speed. So, uh, two albums in the can, as they say. Um, what's uh, what's next for you? A rest, a long rest. No, I've, I've, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. like a I've... whole rest. Okay, uh. <laughs> there it is. Or like one of those like little squiggly it's guys. It's got like a, the number forty-eight above it, and you're like, oh, I got some time. <laughs> as, a, uh, as a former trombone player in a band yes i love those were you in a ska band i uh, it was a big brass band oh that's way more respectable than what i said <laughs> okay sorry go ahead what's next, what's next? <laughs> my uh speaking of ska my first concert was to see the band madness at wembley stadium that was a thing. Huh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm going to check um, that out. I've I've got I've got one or two little things in the pipeline, but nothing major. Um, mm. There's like there's a collaboration that I can't talk about much 
because it's still like way way in the early stages of um getting stuff together but that that will happen at some point um there's you know a couple of people i'm working on a couple of commissions i've got um a place on an upcoming sort of D campaign live stream uh, that i've been invited to called the continental cool. divide that'll be fun yeah i'm playing as a, a pl- uh, oh, as a player playing, or, uh, yeah uh not oh, DMing, nice. playing for once which will be quite uh-huh. quite refreshing um <laughs> just yeah don't start don't start producing episodes because then they're gonna ask you to score it and then <laughs> all downhill from there <laughs> yeah i don't know i'd love to write a soundtrack for something i i Ooh. really really would um one of or one of the things like that that got into my head over the last year or so was the fact that I would I would love to sit down and write a soundtrack for something mm-hmm. to have something deliberate to put music to would be uh, a real a real challenge and also something I think I'd I could bring a lot to the table on so if you're listening and <laughs> uh, you can find find my resume at <laughs> <laughs> yeah would I, you uh would you score a video game were the opportunity to arise? Because I, I know that that can be weirder. It's a whole different thing. Is that a thing a, a thing you would take on? I've applied to one or two over the last year, uh-huh. and I didn't didn't nice. get them, but I have applied. Um, and I do no programming, so that would be, you know, not... Yeah, uh, it, scoring video games is a weird business especially if you intend to go the full sort of dynamic score route which a lot of games mm-hmm. do these days um but it would be we've come a long way from those little bleeps and bloops yeah the classic classic bleep bleep bloop that would tell you that you've, <laughs> you've won a point well i mean the did you play breath of the wild at all yes i've played hours of yeah. Breath of the Wild. Um, I, I still haven't like technically beaten it because I don't want it to end. And also there are f- like four more shrines left that I have no earthly idea where they're at. And I'm not looking them up. But that the, the score for that game uh, is so sparse and kind of piano-based and just like these little flourishes that yeah, I don't know. A game like that I feel like would like serve really well from like some of the music that i've heard from your albums i adore that soundtrack i know it was quite divisive uh when the game was released people were going where's the where's the bombastic uh Mm. elements that we're so used to from a zelda soundtrack where's the sort of where's the orchestra um but Mm. i think it, it it has that in. I think the game is just so large that those yeah. different elements are, are spread apart. That when they do kick in, it mm-hmm. really means something. Like um, the when you're in like Hyrule Castle, like near the end of the game or the beginning of the game, because you can go whenever you want, really. Yeah, but when, uh, you, when you choose like to get that, there, it it feels important. It feels like this is a place that is 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 a. Uh, what's the way to put this it feels like it's a significant location and also the fact that you go from really sparse piano stuff to this massive arrangement Mm -hmm. of the theme especially if you avoid it because you can go there whenever you want but i think if you avoid it for a bit and then you get there it really ups the tension yeah I was terrified to go there because, like, I would just get destroyed by Guardians and, like, Lynels and everything on the way there. It was like, I'm scared. I don't want to go there yet. But then, like, when I was finally ready to go, yeah, it, it felt meaningful. Yeah, I, 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 I have an awful lot of respect for that soundtrack and yeah. uh, it's... And and how it rearranges and reinterpreters uh, reinterpreters themes <laughs> from older games in the series while also doing its own thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. An, nice. uh, an early example: the the Temple of Time theme being played incredibly slowly and with this sort of jazzy reharmonization going on behind it at the same time <laughs> it's yeah 
really gives a sense that, you know, this is a place that you know. This is a place that you know and that you love that has changed significantly. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew, have you played any Breath of the Wild, or are we... I have not played Breath oh, of the no. Wild. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I have watched... Uh, last year, one of my roommates played a lot of Breath of the Wild, though, so I did watch and listen to a decent amount of it, so... Yeah. I've got at least some experience with, with what you're talking about. <laughs> I was just trying to come up with a good pun for when I was going to say, well, this has been our Breath of the Wild fan cast. Uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, I was like, <laughs> you, you give me going on like video game soundtracks. and uh, like, Which is good. I can just go on and on and on about it. Yeah. Um, so, you got to rest, but you got stuff in the pipeline. Um, other than that, how's life? How are you? How are things been? <laughs> Hold on, something kinda, old, something new, something borrowed, something high ruled. There we go. Um, high ruled. Oh, there it is. Oh, you did it. You cracked the code. It's been like five minutes. That I, I was trying to. I was focusing on the uh, just Breath of the Wild or Legend of Zelda and trying to shove Pod or Cast in there. And, uh, something high ruled. Oh, it wasn't good. coming. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, professional joke writer now. Yeah. <laughs> Add that to the resume. Comic. Uh, oh, don't even get. Oh no, I'm not even going to go into my history as an amateur stand-up comedian. This is not a place oh, to go we, anymore. It's a bad time, was, and I've moved. Nick oh, was man. an amateur stand-up comedian. Are, are you? Did you I also do it for a little while comedian. and then decided this isn't fun and stopped doing it? Because that's what happened to me. I did it to the point of winning a nationwide competition, and then what? I gave up and stopped and said, "This isn't for me anymore. I don't like these people." Um, wow that's amazing man I wait what nation what nation <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just want to you know uh, yeah it was only it was only Luxembourg so the competition <laughs> wasn't really very very it's like six big. like six people <laughs> yeah it was every stand up comedian from Luxembourg and me <laughs> I was in uh, Vietnam a couple of years ago, and I met a guy who like had won. The, he was the funniest comic in uh, Hanoi, but I think it was an English-speaking uh, comedy competition. So he was the funniest English comic in <laughs> Hanoi, and he was like, "Yeah, there's just not that many people." <laughs> it's just, it's, he was it's, from. It's a very very specific was, accolade. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I try to fill my life with very specific accolades, is the thing. <laughs> I've got, I've thrown one dart at one dartboard and it was a bullseye, and that was that. Was that. <laughs> Never again. Yep, things, you're gonna have things, a win with like a 100% record. <laughs> things have been pretty good. It's been a long and strange year. Um, but I think hasn't that been true for everybody? Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Um, well, we should probably probably send this bonus episode off. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining us again. Uh, we love talking to you. It's good to hear from you. Yeah. No, when, when you reached out to uh, talk about the album, I was very excited because... Uh, usually it's like I have to like track down guests for the show and like give them give them the whole spiel. It's like, hey, here's the format of the show. Like, blah 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 blah. Would you want to be on it? But then you were like, hey, I've I, got a new I album. Knocking like, at the door, like, please, please. And I was like, yes, please let please. me talk, please. It's, <laughs> it's so cold out here. Please give me shelter. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, anytime you have stuff going on, anytime you have like an album coming out or or anything like. Absolutely. No, so, I'll, I'll be in touch, I'm sure. <laughs> so you had mentioned that with, with Hedwig being sort of the epilogue, that uh, The Remains is sort of the natural end of the album. Um, so I was thinking that would be a, a good place for us to play this thing out. Does that sound right to you? That sounds sounds pretty good to me. Um, awesome. Just, just before we before we wrap things up, I would we mentioned the mm. album artwork earlier. I would like to give a shout out to Helen Nash who drew that artwork for me. Um, 
she she put up with a lot of weird ramblings about the background story of this and came up with something that was just spot on and has multiple hidden messages in it um mm-hmm. it was it was just incredible um and also to Courtney Arcane who played flute for me a couple of times I I feel nice. like I should every time I talk about the album I should be like ah, look at them too they helped mm-hmm. this isn't just <laughs> me um and then I think right around now Nick's going to cue the music to start and then we're going to talk over it and he's going to fade it in because I'm stylish. challenging him to edit it this way. Oh, um, cool. Live this on the my, show. This is my favorite. Uh, so where can people find you? Uh, where can they find your album? What's your internet presence like? You can find me at twitter.com slash reader underscore music. You can find me at soundcloud.com slash I am reader. You can find me at I am reader.bandcamp.com. That's where you can buy and download the albums. Do that. Giving me money is good. It helps <laughs> tremendously. Um, if you want to give me money at a slower pace over the course of a long period of time, I'm on Spotify now. Um, uh-huh. Both Dreams and Archivist are up there on Spotify, so do a search for it is the nature of dreams to end or in defense of the archivist or reader there's a couple of readers mm-hmm. but i'm you know i'm the sad looking one there's <laughs> um, just go ahead and play his albums while you're sleeping on repeat or play so. minecraft i don't know man that's what <laughs> i did play minecraft <laughs> please do yeah yeah you know who needs our support minecraft yeah they really need that shout out <laughs> uh, awesome other well, games I- are available other games. <laughs> cool. Um, thank you again for joining us, Reader. Um, and thanks to everyone who is listening. This has been a very special bonus episode of Something Old. Something New. Something Borrowed. And Something Brewed. We'll see you on Side B. You can't hear the audio, but I can. And the music, it, that was very fitting. <laughs> yeah, no, with headphones in, I keep hearing that, like, white noise. It's so cool. So I want to do something now. If you still have a minute, if you're not in a rush to get out of here, um, Nick and I uh, have been talking about this specific song that's on YouTube all day. And I would love (laughs) nothing more than for you to experience that right now and tell us what you think. Okay. Unless you already know about it. Do you know about Bill Wirtz? I do know Bill Wirtz, yeah. Oh, we can't, oh man, I can't oh. even get first impressions. So, yeah, Nick and I, I didn't realize that Nick was also listening to Bill Wirtz's stuff until he posted about it on Facebook. And it's a thing that I, like, have not, um, sh- like, shown anybody because I don't know how to explain what it is and how to, what the hell's going on with that. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. All right, hold on. I'm going to send you a link in Discord. Okay, let's have a look here. Is this going to be the bumper? Is Reader reacts. Reader yeah, reacts. Oh, this one. I, oh, I don't it's know what so to good. make of this one. It's, it's so, it's so grim. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like in this bouncy, bouncy, flouncy way. It's just like. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm assuming you've uh, seen his like history of Japan video and like. Oh, his history of the whole world. He's this strange, reclusive genius. And there's part of me that is real glad that when he did History of the World, a lo- uh, History of Japan, a lot of other people found him. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm glad that he hasn't changed the type of nonsense he's making. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still recording over there? He's he's a musical genius. And he might be other types of genius as well. Yeah. uh, If he's still recording, we should put this in our our, uh, Bill Wirtz special. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know how to start reaching out to that dude. We're going to do a Bill Wirtz. We're going to talk about Bill Wirtz on an episode and then try and get him on the show. Yeah, well... Oh, he's got like 719 patrons and hasn't posted anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. He just puts it on YouTube. Yeah. It just says Bill Wirtz is creating, and that's all it says. <laughs> and it's got a sideways stick figure. And that's, yeah. that's the have, have you ever thing. taken a look at his website? 
because oh, no. his website goes deeper. It has like a several years long FAQ section. There's other. What is? What is this website? I don't right? understand. Oh, there you go. There's your afternoon. That's, oh, that's wow. your whole day is sorted just looking at Bill Watts' website. That's... It goes back to 2004. Rule one, mm. there are no rules. Okay, Bill. Wow. <laughs> this is like an ARG. Yeah. That's incredible. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go do this forever now. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to get out of here. Uh, really appreciate it. Nick is going to have this thing turned around pretty quickly, he was yep. telling me. Either, yeah, either today or tomorrow. Cool. I might take a nap I do <laughs> right, to go to work yeah <laughs> all right cool. awesome i'm gonna stop recording now well thank you thank you both very much again